Right, the next topic is a discussion uh, with Emery Richter, the COVID-19 crisis that everyone is obviously talking about. And uh, the heading there of the relevant article we found is criminalizing the spreaders does not work. That's what is stated in an article that appeared in the Daily Maverick uh, website. Uh, there's uh, Mr. Safura Abdul Karim, who uh, made certain arguments in this regard. Amari, uh, I asked you to have a look at the article and also the court case that is being referred to in the article. So, yeah, um, maybe firstly, what um, is said in the article about the statements of Mr. Karim? Okay, um, Volker, in this statement and article, Mr. Karim warns South Africa against criminalizing the spread of the coronavirus. This warning and his further comments thereon was made in light of the matter in South Africa where the salon owner Lady Smith now faces 10 years in jail after being charged with attempted murder. Now, he it was, the attempted murder is for, for intentionally spreading the coronavirus. He exposed 27 people to the virus after he refused to quarantine himself after testing positive. Now, in light of this, Mr. Karim says that um, should South Africa proceed with the criminalizing of the COVID-19 spreaders, South Africa runs the risk of repeating past mistakes that may only deter people from getting tested for the COVID-19 in order to avoid potential prosecution. Now, in the current circumstances, the role of testing in the prevention of COVID-19 is very critical because there are no medical treatments. Therefore, you want to encourage people to get tested. You don't want to discourage them to get tested because of the possible risk of being prosecuted. Um, the past mistakes of South Africa that Mr. Karim's referred to uh, is the Nyalangu case, which dealt with disease transmission and more specifically the prosecution um, pertaining to the transmission of HIV. Now, Mr. Karim is of the opinion that South Africa made a mistake when they proceeded to prosecute persons based on disease transmission. And he warns that same mistakes might occur if the state proceed with a prosecution of COVID-19 spreaders, um, such as this person in Lady Smith. All right, interesting argument. And I guess it makes sense uh, what he says. But on the other hand, if someone does um, spread the disease almost intentionally, you know, after the person becomes aware of being infected and then doesn't take the necessary steps, I mean, we all know by now, it's public knowledge, I would argue, that it can cause someone to, to die, you know? So if you carry on yeah. working whilst you know that you have tested positive like the salon owner and Lady Smith, uh, on the other hand, surely they're... There, there must be consequences, no? so I guess it's a, a difficult one. It's, it's weighing up those two arguments. On the one hand, you want the spreaders to come for, forward and uh, disclose their, their status as to mm -hmm. whether they have tested positive or not. But on, on the other hand, surely there must be uh, consequences for those, for those people who, who fail to take the necessary precautions. But, but yeah, um, he refers to the Nyalangu case. And yeah, I asked you to have a look at that matter um, what are the facts there in this matter um, the accused mr nyalangu 
was charged with rape and attempted murder. Um, it was a few years back, and he was found guilty on both counts before he had because he had unlawful sexual intercourse with a complainant without her consent, knowing that he was HIV positive at the time. Now, the accused during the investigation acknowledged that he was aware of the fact that he was HIV positive before he raped the complainant. And he was aware of the possible harm that could be caused by HIV. And this is the crux of Mr. Nyalangu's case. The fact that he knew he was HIV positive at the time of the violent incident. Now, during the time of that incident, HIV treatment was not accessible to most South Africans. And the virus was effectively a death sentence for many people. HIV was a fatal pandemic at that stage. And that is one of the reasons as to why he was charged with attempted murder and not only with rape. Okay. And, and what did the court find? Was he, was he found guilty or not? Yeah, well, the court found Mr. Nyalangu to be guilty of both the rape and the attempted murder charges. He was found guilty because he knowingly and intentionally attempted to murder the complainant by raping her when he knew he was HIV positive. The um, prosecution relied on the dualis eventualis principle um, to secure their conviction of attempted murder, um, meaning that Mr. Nyalangu knew he was HIV positive and he was warned of the consequences of engaging in unprotected sex. And therefore, he knew that raping the complainant could lead to her death, um, being the attempted murder. Now, the court was very cautious before convicting Mr. Nyalangu, as they not only considered the criminal misconduct, but they also had to consider the impact of the conviction on the public health system. Um, and I would like to read a quote from this case. And this quote summarizes the reason for the court's decision to proceed with criminal action against people who intentionally transmit viruses. And um, the court said that although the criminal law should not be used as an instrument for achieving public health goals, the criminal law still has a role to play when it comes to intentional transmission of HIV. When individuals threaten the health of others by their deliberate or reckless behavior. It has been urged that criminal prosecution should be considered an appropriate response by the state, as this deals with the intention to cause harm. And Fulke, after various considerations and after evidence was laid, the court then found Mr. Nyalangu to be guilty. Okay, interesting. And yeah, obviously the next question is what do we learn from the court's finding in, in that case in respect of the current um, COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I guess if you apply that principle, yeah, people can now also be, be, be charged for, for, for attempted murder. Yes, I agree. Um, it's my conclusion that the Nyalangu case confirms the fact that the state may proceed with prosecution in instances where COVID-19 is an element of a criminal misconduct. Um, it is important to note um, that the essence of the successful prosecution lies in the willful and intentional transmission of the virus. 
And of course, the fact that the accused had to be aware of the fact that he or she tested positive for the virus before he or she intentionally, intentionally attempted to transmit it. Um, but we can, however, not ignore the fact that there is a lot of scientists that do not ag agree and support this type of prosecution. And this is also what Mr. Karim's warns South Africa about, as discussed a bit earlier. Um, during the Nyalango matter, the scientists released a statement saying that laws criminalizing HIV were not in the interest of public and not in the interest of public health. Health. Um, they noted that legislation such as the Nyalangu case also contributed to the stigma of discriminating against HIV positive persons. And I think this is what we should look out for because the same will generally apply when criminalizing COVID-19 spreaders. Um, it will not necessarily be in the interest of public health and a lot of people will be discriminated against. So, um, yeah, I'm still, however, of the opinion that if a person intentionally and willfully attempts to transmit a virus, he or she, um, and he or she attempts to cause harm, that the state should proceed with prosecution. But, yeah, that's only my opinion. Yeah, I guess the difficult one is where it's dolos eventualis, no? um, that uh, Latin legal yeah. term that we often use for those listeners who maybe don't know it, it's actually much easier to prove dolus eventualis in, in general for, for the state if someone is mm -hmm. prosecuted because that's the case where you don't maybe specifically have the intention of transmitting the virus, but it's clear that you know that you could transmit the virus mm -hmm. and despite this you, you, you carry on with your, your, your process and your actions. So, for example, the salon owner um, obviously, I guess, also didn't have the intention to transmit the virus. I mean, that's not why he or she, is it a he or she? Uh, I'm not sure where the article says whether it's male or female, but anyway, whoever it is, that person, uh, I'm sure, didn't uh, intentionally want to transmit the, the virus, but even if you just carry on with your business to make money, but you you, you know that someone could be, um, could be, uh, uh, um, could pick up the virus, then that is dolus eventualis, no? and that is a form of intention, and that can then be, be, be a, a criminal offence, no? Yeah, it will definitely be sufficient proof. I okay. agree, Volker. Yeah. All right, interesting one, and I guess a, a warning to everybody. So, yeah, please be careful, especially if you know that you've uh, tested positive for the virus. Uh, there can be far-reaching consequences if you don't uh, take the necessary uh, precautions.